Hey, private practice heroes. Are you struggling to get more leads for your practice? Maybe you've got a lead magnet, but no one's signing up for it. Or like many practitioners, you're trying to come up with an idea for a lead magnet, but you keep hitting a brick wall and you can't think of anything that you could have that people would want. Getting that ideal lead generator in place can be tricky. Sometimes hearing what others are going through and ways they can improve theirs will help you. So listen into this special live lead magnet review episode and hear how others are improving their lead generators to get ideas for your own lead magnet. One that's going to help you get those leads so that you can build a thriving practice. Let's get to it. Hello there, Private Practice Heroes, and welcome to the Marketing Your Private Practice podcast with Kathy C. And we are here for another one of our special live lead magnet reviews. And I have a guest here today. And this is where I sit down with someone and we talk about their lead magnets or their lead generation issues, problems, concerns, questions. And I help by giving some coaching and some action steps on ways to improve and make sure that your lead magnet or your lead generation activities are doing the job and helping you bring in more leads. And that ultimately is going to lead to more clients. So today we're joined by Ann Harris and she's a nutrition counselor. And we're going to go through and talk a little bit about some of the challenges she's been having getting some leads for her practice. So first of all, Ann, welcome to the podcast. And why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself and your business, your services, and the types of clients that you want to work with? Okay. Hi, Kathy. Thanks for having me. So my business is uh, eating disorder recovery mainly, but I also do intuitive eating. So for me, it's really nice to have a balance between eating disorder recovery and intuitive eating because they're such different clients. So I really focus on anorexia nervosa, bulimia, BED, ARFID. Those are the main ones that I'm working with right now. So right now, what I'm trying to do is targeting therapists, pediatrician offices, some social workers and doctors in town for the eating disorder recovery. And then more for the intuitive eating part, that seems to be a little bit harder for me to find leads and clients with that. So I have two intuitive eating clients right now. And one of them Googled me and I was actually kind of surprised that I popped up on Google but I did. So she found me that way. And then another person was referred by a Pilates teacher in the town where I live. So that's how I found that client. So really they came to me without me really doing anything. And so I'm thinking if that's I awesome. do something, I know lucky, right. But I think if I do something, I could actually attract more clients. Right. Okay. So I think this is great because one of the things you're definitely talking about is more offline marketing that you're doing. Now the Google one, that is definitely online marketing. But the folks that you're connecting with and talking to offline is referral marketing. So you're talking to different people. Now, did the Pilates instructor know you or? Yes, she knew me. I started taking Pilates with her and we just chatting a lot. And she was like, oh my gosh, I love what you do. I'm going to talk to people about you. So she did my marketing for me. <laughs> that's awesome. But that's a tip for everybody listening. A lot of folks sometimes say one of the biggest arguments I actually get with marketing online is I don't want to go on Facebook. I don't want to, I don't want to have people connect personally, but it's funny because in real life, you went to a Pilates class and you got a client from it because the Pilates instructor knew what you did. 
So typically you don't hide things like that in person and face-to-face, but online folks want to hide it a little bit more, which is really interesting. I always tell people, you know, just make sure that anywhere you have a trace of presence online, a piece of your digital footprint, that people know what you do because you'd be surprised how many people will check you out, go online, look for you on Facebook or LinkedIn to see if you're a real person, to see if you might be some cray cray person out there, or if you're actually an authentic dietitian or nutrition counselor, intuitive eating specialist, whatever you are. And they want to know that. So having those identities online can be really helpful. So with you, do you have a lead magnet that you put on your website that people can download or no? No, I do not. No. Okay. So, Anne, I think, I think the way that we should look at this, because I get the feeling that you probably don't really want to do a lot of online marketing and social media because you really want to focus on the referral marketing and the network marketing. Does that sound right? Okay. So for you, and there's definitely, you can always have lead magnets that are really referring to something that you can do with people in person. Um, I look at this as a face-to-face type of lead magnet that you're going to do or offer. And it can be a little bit different, but you still want to think about what is it that you could leave with the referral person or leave with them to give to other people that could act as a lead magnet for you. The difference in that is you're probably not going to get the prospect's email address and name. You might just more get a referral, okay? Now, at some point, the marketing strategist in me will tell you that it will be good to attempt to get some online marketing out there, but I totally understand for some folks, it's not anything you want to do. Sometimes you're at a stage in your business, you just don't want to be on social media and you kind of want to go what I would call the old fashioned way of doing business and really doing business with people more face-to-face. Because do you see your clients face-to-face or virtual? Most of them are face-to-face. I do have a few virtual clients that are in other states. All right. Okay, perfect. So that is something to think about if you wanted to bring in more folks from other states. Referrals from places there might be a little bit more challenging. And that's where making sure you have a good foundation on your website and a good presence online, a Google business page, all of those 10 marketing foundations I'm always talking about, those are some key things for you to make sure that you have. Also for that marketing, do you have a Facebook account or no? I actually do. And I think I even have an Instagram account and a Pinterest account, but do I use them? Not so much. No. Okay. (laughs) So even if you're not active with them, one of the things that you want to do with them is make sure that your about areas are very optimized there. I do have, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes under this episode for Anne that we're talking about here, there is a blog post that I have or an episode of my podcast, one or the other, I can't remember, on how you can optimize your social media profiles because that is a key area in making sure that people can find you. So even though you may not be active out there, making sure if someone comes across you, sees your information, that they can click to your website, know what services you offer and know how to reach you. That is really critical. Like I said, if you're not very active and the same goes, if you have an Instagram bio, great, or an Instagram account, great. Make sure the bio is optimized so that people can connect with you if they need to. Okay. So that is key in there. So with you, what you're doing is you're doing this referral networking and you want to have a way to 
capture people's information that you're referring and connecting with, they probably aren't going to give you any client lead information like names and emails. They would only send you a referral. But what you do want to make sure that you're doing in this case is that you're actually leaving something or giving something to the people that you're connecting with and talking to. So in this case, that's going to be your lead magnet. And I have a lot more details on this in episode 11 of my podcast, but a couple of the ideas that I would tell you is, so are you visiting like therapists, doctor's offices? What kind of people are you connecting with? (laughs) Well, yes, doctor's offices, therapists. Okay. It's pediatrician offices mostly, but I'm actually sending out letters and I only pop into the office when I've been invited or when I invite myself. Like if I'm on the phone, okay. I say, hey, can I drop off some business cards? So I can see I'm really lacking in the marketing area. <laughs> okay. So are you sending like a, a paper mail or email? Yes. Paper okay, mail. So- Paper mail, old-fashioned mail, real old-fashioned. That's okay. That's okay, though. So here's the thing that you want to remember with that. Anything that you leave them with, even if it is a piece of mail, you want to make sure there's information on it. So I would be so bold as to add some business cards into that mail, okay? Don't wait to ask to drop them off. Put a few of them in there. But I always tell people, really, you want to try and do something that makes you stand out so that they remember you and that they know who you are and what you offer, which is what a lead magnet is all about. It's trying to show people that they can get something for you free, that they will be able to use it, have a quick win, learn something from it, get something that helps them from it and know where it came from because you've got your brand, your information on it. So even with what you're doing here, that thing would be important. You don't want to be the same old, same old that others might be doing, just drop off their business cards. So I would encourage you to get a little more creative with that. And there are places online that you can go to that you could print some things or you could get some things that might be a little bit different that make you stand out. That is something that they can have in the office. And I know these days, even leaving brochures is a challenge because a lot of places are no longer putting brochures in the waiting room because of fun COVID, right? So you have to be really a little bit creative in order to think what could you have that they could use. Some of the ideas I tell folks are post-it notes that they can use, their staff can use that have your name all over it. Seems so obvious. Right? I know. (laughs) There's places that you could get with magnets, right? Think about that. One of the things here that I get every year, I'm not going to put this up here, but I get a magnet. I'm holding it upside down here. It's a calendar. It comes in the mail. It's a real estate agent. Ah, okay. I have this sitting here on my file cabinet with a quick, easy calendar that I need to reach at any given time to look at. So I use it all the time. If that had your name on it with a magnet, they're constantly knowing. Ann Harris, oh, the nutrition counselor, she can help kids that do whatever it is. So sometimes this might be where you want to get a little creative. Canva, you can use to make so many things and really easy. It's not necessarily like the days of old and hiring a designer and getting them to put something together. You could probably put something like that together. We're using some templates in this boot camp I'm hosting next week. 
And we're going to have templates for lead magnets, like a checklist type of thing or a guide that people could use. But they have so many templates in there that you could probably find something in there, put in there. I mean, this is really the business card of this person on here. So it is something that they already had the design. They had it put on a magnet, glued to a, glued to a little calendar to stick on a fridge is what it's meant for. But file cabinets are metal too, right? And mine is on the file cabinet here. So when you think about that, if you left something like that, that they're going to use every day, that's a neat thing. The post-it notes like is an idea because you know, busy offices, they're always looking for notepads and papers to write things down on. So that's another idea that you could do there too. And so that's the type of thing that you could send in the mail or you could get permission to come in and drop it off. But if there are things you could put into the mail ahead of time too, I would encourage you to do it because that one touch point, somebody's got to open it and do something. Most people aren't going to throw stuff like that in the garbage. So it is a way for you to get, I mean, if it's useful to them and they could use it to do something, why throw it out, right? Especially I find in this day and age, people don't like to throw things in the trash when they know it can be used because we're so eco-conscious, right? Yeah. So doing something like that could really help you stand out a little there. The other thing when you're doing referral marketing and you want to use lead magnet ideas, definitely anything you can leave behind, brochures or even a poster, because a lot of places will still put posters up. There are things like that that you can put up there. But this is where you've got to come back to the basics, to those four pillars of marketing. You've got to have your foundation set up and you have to have your messaging, which is pillar two. So you need to be able to have something that's going to succinctly say on it that you are Ann Harris and this is what you do and this is the kind of people that you help and this is how they can reach you. So whether you're putting it at the doctor's office, the therapist's office, in the lobby of the office where it may not be the office directly, but it could be down around the corner on the elevator, if there's a community <laughs> board, things like that. You want to get a little creative with what you could do. And I always say go a little old fashioned. So what happens is when you have that stuff, like be creative. Recently, I had someone that I'm mentoring, they went and did tear-off sheets like they did the old-fashioned posters that had a tear-off sheet at the bottom and they got a client. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. I like that idea. So, And those are so easy to make, right? For the most part, you could make something like that in Word. Again, you could also make something in Canva. It's an image, put it on a Word document and do the tear-off slip at the bottom, right? Yeah. So it is something to think about When you're looking to do the referral marketing that you are and have a lead magnet, a way of having people connect, you're really looking more so at leaving them with something versus them downloading something. So it's just a little different for you in that respect. It comes down to creativity really for that. Yeah. And doing something that makes you stand out from everybody else that's going to make a phone call or not. One of the other things that I tell people to do when you do this lead generation and networking that way and marketing by referrals to other people is to make sure that you are sending thank yous for referrals, not sales. Thank you is always for the referral. It doesn't matter if that person never signs up, you want to acknowledge the referral. And I like to tell people to do this by mailing a nice thank you card or whatever card here 
everybody loves Nova Scotia. So I typically go to the farmer's market and I buy a bunch of cards that have pictures of Nova Scotia that some artist has made. And then that becomes some of what I send out. I have some with my Pepper at Marketing logo as well that I might use sometimes. But it's nice when people get that, like a beautiful picture of Nova Scotia, they remember, right? Yeah. And so if you can do something that people will remember, a lot of folks will go to the initial send a thank you email, but everybody's going to do that. Yeah. So if you can do something that makes you stand out, that's how you're going to make yourself more memorable to them. And that's your way of developing that lead generation there. But I think a lot of it comes down to is they have to know and understand, Anne, who you are, what services you offer, and what are the problems that people have that work with you and how you help them and what they, happens to them after that. So anything you do with them, anything you write on a note or the footer on the bottom of your paper that you send in that initial letter that you mail to them needs to speak to this. They shouldn't have to look on your website to figure out who's Ann Harris and what did she do. So even if you have like an intro, if you have an intro section, like you're thinking of Word document, I'm thinking you're doing a Word document, typing a letter, writing it up, blah, blah, blah. This is who I am. I would also at the bottom, maybe try to do something that stands out, either make a little image or make some stuff with larger font. So if they look at it, they know Ann Harris is an intuitive eating counselor, nutrition counselor. She works with people that do this. Her ideal client is this. Then they don't have to think about it. They know from it right there exactly who you are and how you help them and who you help. Those three things are critical in anything you're doing because you're doing this lead generation backwards from what a lot of us normally think about. Instead of people coming to me and signing up for my free thing on my website, you want to give things or do something with other people and have them remember you. So having collateral, having business cards, having unique postcards, Vistaprint has a really good way of, they have like four by six cards that you can get postcards front and back if you want to. And they're something that would stand out more than a business card. So they're often a really good thing to use for that as well. Okay. So I'm with the postcard, I'm thinking, what would I put on it that they would use? And I'm thinking the client would want to take it, but it's actually the offices that would have a use for the postcard type. Yeah. And you could do, look at it from both ways. Like where you want to come from this is think about what would the office do with it based on what is on it. If it's something that they might give out to people, then you might have something on the front that explains who you are. So the office knows what you do, but something on the back. So people know how to reach you to get started connected with you. So instead of the office having to say, oh, let me get this information and send it to you or email or whatever, they can just pick up that card and give it to them. Okay. I like that. So that postcard have dual activity. Part of it's for the office to see what you have an offer. And maybe on the back is something that is where the patient would reach out to you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like Does that, that help give you some other ideas? Yes. My brain is like spinning right now of all the places <laughs> I can go in town and drop off different postcards or sticky notes and how it would apply to that office. So I'm click, click, click. Yeah. Like I said, I always think I had one client who her thing that she would do is she print like to-do lists. So almost like the post-it notes, the bigger ones that are about three by five. I usually have one here, but I don't have one here. I would show it to you, but it's bigger than a post-it note. Okay. 
and it has lines on it. So if you had something like that, that had your name on it, that could work really well too, like a scratch pad, I guess you might call it or, or whatever. But, and if it's something that's there, like you just think about how many times people are looking for scratch pads or whatever, pens are another thing. If you can order some pens that have your name on it, they're going to use that every day, right? Yeah. And there are some really neat ways and places these days that you can order this stuff without it costing an arm and a leg too. I know every time I've ordered anything from Vistaprint, you go to checkout and they always go, hey, would you like a thousand more of those for five cents? <laughs> it's a little exaggerated there, but that is something that happens a lot in a lot of these different places. And then there's also going to local places for printing things. A lot of local printers now have ways to do way more than they ever did in the past. And sometimes they'll have some really good ideas for you too. Like if you're struggling, I would highly encourage you to go talk to someone. And a lot of times they will give you some better ideas than you can think about too. Yeah, I have a local printer that I really like to use and they're doing some labels for me right now for my next letter going out. There you go. Awesome. Okay, well, I hope that I know we're talking in a little bit of a different type of lead magnet here, but it's still all about getting those same elements that we would put into anything they would give directly to clients or people signing up on our website, just doing it a little differently for the way that you're looking to do it. Yeah, no, I love At some point, I would still encourage you to get something on your website. (laughs) I will. Especially where you said you had someone come from Google, right? Yeah. Got to work on that a little bit more because I could attract a lot of clients that way if I put a little effort into it. Yeah. You don't have to spend hours a day doing it. Get some of the basics up there. The boot camp, I'm going to show everybody how to come up with some ideas for lots of different ways. One of the recent episodes I did was 20 different types of lead magnet ideas. Sometimes if you know what lead magnet you could create, coming up with an idea is a lot easier too. Yeah. I did sign up for your boot camp. I'm very excited. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you there. So thanks for joining me. I hope I've sent you off. I know you said you're a little, you've got all these ideas going. So make sure you write it down, put a little plan of action into place, start small and get at least one thing accomplished in the next week. Yeah, I will. Thank you so much. It was so good to see you again. Oh, yes, you're welcome. So just remind us, Anne, where can people find and connect with you online? Okay. So my website is allinclusive-health.com. Okay. Awesome. Perfect. And we'll, excellent. I'll put a link to that in the show notes for this as well. So if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to it on the podcast, you'll see the links to connect with Anne below as well. And for everybody out there listening, you private practice heroes, I hope this has given you some ideas too. I wasn't always expecting to talk about offline lead making it, or lead generation here, but sometimes it really works the best way. We've had some really good success stories lately in the Thrive Marketing Academy. We had one member in the program. She was doing a little more because I believe in doing the offline marketing with the online. I think they can work really well together. She had seven new clients sign up in two weeks. Wow. And a lot of it came from the referral marketing. I think two came from regular marketing and online, but the other five were from the referral marketing. So it can work really well if you do it consistently, which is the way to success with any type of marketing is the consistency. All right. Excellent. Well, Anne, you have a great day. And anyone listening, you can find the link below this podcast in the show notes to sign up for the bootcamp as well. 
We'll be spending a couple weeks together, four days live, not full days, just hour-long sessions, but I'll be walking everyone through, coming up with ideas, developing, and actually creating using some templates we give you free from Canva that you can use to customize your own lead magnet as well. So I will see everybody there. And Anne, thanks again for being here today. Thanks, Kathy. Bye. Bye-bye. Don't forget that you have an invite to my free two-week marketing momentum bootcamp that's starting soon. In this free two-week training, you're going to learn how to use list building and your lead magnet to grow your list of prospects, people who want your services. Plus, I'm going to guide you to create or update your own customized lead magnet from start to finish with templates that you'll get access to in the bootcamp. You can get signed up today at pepperitmarketing.com slash bootcamp.